Hi, Explorers. I'm Adriana Scori. I'm Cindy Dowsett. And I'm Lauren Rodick Everly. We are the mamas behind Kids Who Explore. Come along with us as we cover all corners of raising kids in the outdoors. We are honored to share the mic with adventurers from all over the world. Thank you so much to Sawyer for sponsoring today's podcast. Sawyer is a brand that makes rad clothes for wild and adventurous kids. It was started by a husband and wife team from Park City, Utah. The duo recognized the many benefits of kids spending time in the outdoors. Sawyer also recognized the fact that on average, children spend eight to 10 times more of their free time on electronics than they do playing outdoors. Compared to their parents' generation, that's about half as much outdoor time. Sawyer believes that childhood memories should be strewn with sunny days, fresh air, riding bikes in the rain, and simply exploring and connecting with nature. Sawyer exists solely to encourage kids to be outside and be adventurous, to play in the wild. Here at Kids Who Explore, we've had the pleasure of dressing our own kids in Sawyer goods, and we love their adorable prints for kids, their comfortable material, and of course, their wonderful sayings that inspire outdoor adventures. Check out besawyer.com to get your kids decked out too. Annika Mang is a content creator, storyteller, writer, and photographer. She recently finished writing her Kickstarter-funded hiking book called Hikes for Families, A Guide to the Canadian Rockies with over 45 hikes that are family friendly. She specializes in family travel adventure and is the go-to expert for many families looking to get out and adventure. In 2014, she created the Born to Explore Adventurous platform that has grown to over 32,000 engaged followers and readers. Founded on the belief that adventuring does not end when you have children, it is only the beginning. That's a belief that we at Kids Who Explore can agree with. Annika, thank you so much for joining us today. Thanks so much for having me. I'm super excited about this. Where are you all from? We're all from Calgary. I'm living in New York right now. And you're in Saskatchewan, right? Yeah. Yeah, I've kind of been all over. Like, I grew up in Saskatoon, lived in Calgary, Edmonton. Well, last was Calgary, but Edmonton, Vancouver, Calgary. And now we're back in Regina for my husband's job. Oh, amazing. So okay. you have a good sense of everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> Just everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> All over the West. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, we also lived in our van. <laughs> oh my goodness. That's amazing. For how long? Three months. So not like a really long time, but just like it was kind of between jobs and we're like, let's just live in our van for three months. And I wish we could just do it forever. Yeah. I mean, we maybe would someday, but the nice thing about his work is like he can, after a few years, take a year sabbatical. So we're like, well, maybe that's good because you still get to make some money too. <laughs> yes. And that's how old are your kids? Yes. They're five and seven years old. Did you see Cindy? Oh, I was just saying how amazing that would be to live in a van for a year and travel around. I know. Yeah. It's like, sometimes you think, oh, you're so, you know, stuck together. But I think we found that it like, well, it brought our relationship. Like we've been married for t almost 11 years now. And so like doing that around the eight year mark was like, it brought us, so much closer together in a new way like we kind of needed that refresh and we came back being like wow we didn't even know our relationship needed this and now that we did it we're so glad we did because we're closer on just an even you know you kind of don't realize that you're not spending that same type of time together that's so great and did your kids live in the van too then I guess at that point yeah yeah I did. yeah yeah it was good like I after I had my second daughter um, you know, when you like have a baby or you're pregnant and you have, what's that thing when you like really need to do something, it's like, you can't, but it's like cleaning your house or there's like a word for that nesting. So my nesting was like, I needed a VW van. 
<laughs> and I like went so insane. I like couldn't stop searching them. And then like we had our baby and after I was like, we're buying this van. And we like, we just bought a VW van. Like it was pretty random, but it, I think I knew like after having a second baby, it's harder to plane travel because they cost money. Like my oldest one started to cost money on the airplane. So I was like, how are we going to have our adventures, but make it still affordable? Well, let's get a van and we'll do that. <laughs> okay. it's a great idea. And there's so many fun things to explore in our own backyard. So that's so great. Totally. Yeah, exactly. When did you get into hiking? Yeah. I, so I started hiking when I was a kid. My family would take me. We would drive. I actually lived in Saskatoon at the time and we'd drive eight hours in the summer and live for two weeks in the mountains. And they take me on hikes. And that's basically uh, how I got into it. Um, but I actually didn't really start really get into hiking kind of in until university when I started to do it a little bit more. And then my husband and I did it after I played. I used to play rugby at a high level. So I played rugby. That was most of my focus. But after doing all that, then I started um, getting into hiking more. And now you're doing it with your kids. Yeah. And I love it. It's like such a good activity to do with them. Yeah. And what a great, like you said, your childhood was like that. And now you're raising them like that. And that's so great that they're getting out there. And it looks like they're having a lot of fun. Yeah. It's, it's amazing just how, I mean, obviously there's the challenges and especially, you know, when they're littler, but now we go out and they run, they love to tell stories, they play games. Um, it ends up being just so refreshing being out on the trails together. And then usually when we come home, they also play by themselves for a while, which gives me a break. So it's actually nice in that way. <laughs> so true. So then where did your inspiration from the hiking book come from? Um, you know, part of it was I started Born to be Adventurous and I thought I'm going to start writing a book to just kind of detail the hikes that were going on so I can share them with families. Um, and as I was doing it, it ended up taking me five years to actually complete it and to finish it. But I just knew that I wanted families to have good information on the trails, be able to access that information and find where they wanted to go easily based on a rating scale that um, was geared more towards kids. Can you tell us about that rating scale? With all trails, for example, which I love, you can see that something's easy, moderate, difficult. And I find that that can be such like even easy can be such a different range. And then also it's a total different range if you're doing it with kids on your back or you're doing it by yourself. So yeah, tell us about your scale. Yeah, so in the book it's, so I still have easy, moderate, hard, but it was more focused on kids. So I've kind of expanded that. So I'm starting a new platform, it's called Trail Collective. And that is essentially an expansion of my book because People, I've lived in a lot of different places. And so people in Edmonton are asking me for an Edmonton book. People in Saskatchewan were asking me for a Saskatchewan book. People in Vancouver were asking me a Saskatchewan book. And writing books is great. I love it. It was super fun. And I still want to write more books. But being able to do that takes like a lot of time. And so that's why I'm trying to create a tech platform that will provide that information for families. So I've kind of expanded from the Hikes for Families rating scale to come up with a five point rating scale for Trail Collective that comes out in May. Um, and basically the, there's easiest, easy, moderate, difficult, very difficult. So the easiest trails, that's like the day use areas, you know, they're the under two kilometer trails that, you know, are great first hiking trails for your toddler. You know, maybe your baby starts walking at one years old and you're like, I want them to accomplish their very first hike. Those are those easiest trails. Then you have the easy trails, um, which a lot of the easy trails 
you know, would maybe be rated easy on all trails as well. However, we have a disclaimer that those are moderate for a lot of abilities. So they might be moderate for young kids. They might be moderate for your, your parents. Um, or even if, you know, you're struggling or just getting into hiking, it might be the right start for you. Um, and then from there, it kind of gets more. So moderate would be, um, if you're familiar with the area, you know, Tunnel Mountain, um, Ptarmigan Cirque, those are our moderate trails, but we also have a disclaimer that that is a difficult trail for a lot of kids. So, you know, that was the challenging trail. I took my four-year-old and three-year-old at the time to try to summit their very first mountain, um, but it was hard. Like it was really hard as our family to do it, um, but worth it. And so it kind of goes up from there. So that's kind of how we are trying to differentiate for families so they know a little bit more what they're getting into. Okay, I love that so much. I think that will be so helpful to many people that are really trying to figure out what is okay to take my kids on and then kids of different ages. So have you done all the trails that you talk about in your books or do you use other people's experiences as well? All the trails in the book I did, most of them, I'd say the majority of them with my kids were done. That's why it took so long to write is trying to haul your like little kids on them um, is really challenging. Um, I ended up after, you know, asking the grandparents to watch the kids so that I could redo a few of them just to fine tune some of the information. Thankfully, they're really short. So redoing them isn't, you know, a huge task. Um, so I could do a few in a day. <laughs> but I, yeah, most of them did with my family. I think there was, there's one that I got from a friend because I never had a chance to do it. Um, but all the others I, I've done with the family. Wow, good for you. And then what's the next hiking book going to be about? Yeah, so, well, one, once I sell all the books of this one, I want to add within my book, I'm hoping to add a lot of the um, Icefield Parkway hikes within this book. Um, so just to keep it all in one book. Um, and then I'm working because I, yeah, I got a bunch of those last summer and the summer before. Um, and then I really want to write a Saskatchewan book as well um, with trails all around Saskatchewan. And then if I continue to do it, I don't know, we'll see. Um, but maybe a Vancouver book down the road, but really right now the Saskatchewan book. I actually secretly have a I want to write a book about some of our family adventures because we've had some pretty, you know, like life lessons that you can learn <laughs> and things that I wouldn't do again or tell people, you know, to learn from our mistakes. I think that's so important to share with other families too. That's very valuable information. And I know for Turner's first hike, you sent us your book there, uh, The Born to be Adventurous book and you have um, the sticker sheets in there which was really amazing so I found that very exciting to take your book and um, we really enjoyed it it had great information and one of the key things in there as well is differentiating what trails are stroller friendly and which are not because I, I know a lot of the new moms you know sometimes they can't wear a carrier right away after giving birth in that so that was wonderful to see in your book and so thank you for writing that <laughs> and sending oh, thank it. you for that that like makes my heart burst with joy i'm like ah, oh. that's the other thing with trail collective we really want to make sure we you know have all those stroller friendly and even all trailing stroller friendly trails because Sometimes like as a mom, like you're okay with pushing that all-terrain stroller on a hike just because you want to have that backup plan. Like maybe your toddler will hike most of it or you have two kids, but they're getting really rangy. You just like strap them in for the rest of the hike. It's just nice to have that exit strategy sometimes. And, and you're not always going to find, you know, I think it's elbow lake in Kananaskis where it goes up to backcountry it's really steep and it wouldn't be considered stroller friendly 
However, people do take their all-terrain stroller up there, especially if they want to do a backcountry, they'll stash some extra stuff. And it's kind of a nice to know thing that while it's not designated stroller friendly, it is a wide path, have a strong break, you can still bring your all-terrain stroller on it. Yeah, I've been out on a few hikes lately and we kind of laugh when we see like a stroller ditched to the side of the trail because <laughs> people are like, we're done, this is not stroller friendly and they just continue on without their stroller and I just love the etiquette where nobody like touches that stroller or takes anything so that's been quite yeah. fun on our adventures it's, lately. Yeah, it's funny that you say that because I remember one time seeing up going up like Agnes and seeing someone pushing a stroller and I was like, I just like would not like this is so steep. Like it seems almost way harder bringing that stroller up here. Absolutely. So your latest thing is all getting into rock climbing. Tell us more about that. Yeah, I think like, you know, I think I maybe went once or twice before having kids rock climbing. Um, so it's funny that I'm into it now, but I like, I love it. Um, and so my husband and I, we decided we were going to spend some time getting to do it really well. So for a while, I'd meet some friends and we'd go rock climbing together. He would do the same thing um, with his friends in the gym. And so we did that for about a year and then we both got certified so we could take the kids outside outdoor climbing. Um, and so we do that as a family. So we went on a van trip and we climbed outside all throughout the United States. It was probably one of the coolest ways to kind of see nature from a new perspective. And I also personally was like, felt like a big achievement for myself is being, you know, having a baby and then still doing something for myself and still accomplishing something um, despite like having to, you know, look after two little babies at home, you know, I don't know. I find, I find it hard to do stuff for myself. So I felt really good about kind of doing something for myself after having kids. You said that you guys got certified. What did you do to get certified? What does that yeah, mean? So we, so they kind of recommend that you have climbed at least for a little bit so that you have, um, you can climb about a 510 in the gym, I think is what they recommend um, most of the time. And then we did one through the Calgary gym. So the, I can't remember their names, but they, um, they use ACMG guides, which is really important. And it's basically a half day or an evening and then a full day outside of climbing where they teach you how to set up because it's really important not to just go and climb outside if you don't know how to create the proper anchors, um, how to properly set it up because that can wreck the roots. It can also be dangerous if you aren't sure like the etiquette um, and how to do it. So it's important to take those courses or to learn from someone who is experienced um, and not just throwing up your gear. Um, so that was really important for us, especially when you're taking your kids climbing, you know, it is dangerous. Um, so it is important to be safe. Um, and so once you have that knowledge, then you're able to take them. And it's amazing how it is only a day and a half, but it teaches you the skills you need um, and makes you feel confident outside. Annika, I think this might be the next book you need to write. <laughs> <laughs> How to become a rock climbing family. What's some advice you have for families wanting to pursue rock climbing? I think the biggest thing is to just do it. Um, start by going to an indoor gym. I know it's really hard with COVID, um, but to do that so that you can get familiar with what climbing is like, um, how you do it, how your kids are enjoying it. Um, if you're able to, I would try to go sometimes without your kids if you want to start climbing outside because that'll help give you the skills and to be able to 
do it safely with them outdoors. Um, if your kids are older, then it's a little different. You could probably learn it together. And then I would always take a course. If you want to start setting up your own routes, you should take a course from an ACMG guide. Um, also on that, you can actually, even if you are not a climber, you could actually hire um, one of the groups probably locally, make sure they're ACMG certified and they can take your whole family out together climbing. And that's like a great way to, a great activity actually now to do during COVID is to hire someone to take you out climbing as a family um, to get a taste of what it's like outdoors if you're not ready to do it on your own yet. I love that. Thank you so much for sharing that especially right now with COVID and a lot of guides struggling, being able to support a local guide and having them take your family to do something new and adventurous is such a great idea. And I know my kids are always begging to come climbing with my husband and I. So we were actually thinking of getting them started in outdoor climbing this year, but there really is a huge difference between climbing in a gym and climbing outside. So how do you guys pick which climbing routes and where to go for when you're going with your children? Yeah, so we, <laughs> that's super important because it is different when you bring your kid because when you're setting up a route, um, you have to be focused. Um, you don't want to drop the person who is going up. Um, you know, your kids have to know the etiquette and you know, if they're coming near the wall, they should be wearing helmets in case there's a rock fall. Um, so we try to pick a place that has, you know, a smooth ground. We often have to, it's hard to find it sometimes, the places you have to ask locally. Um, we were, there's some great places around um, Calgary, which is really good. Um, the name's like slipping me right now. <laughs> but near Sunshine, there's a really good place. Um, what is it called? It's even a hike in my hiking guide. There's a few other good places. If you wouldn't mind, I would love to know the link for the AGM guide course as well. So maybe um, when you have some time later and you can remember the names of these things, we can just put them in our show notes on the bottom for our listeners to see. That would be awesome. Yeah, I'll, I will definitely do that. Um, when we were on our van trip, it is definitely a lot harder to find places because we were going through the States and it's a little bit scary sometimes, you know, thinking like, how are we going to find places? But you know, there's people who has friends with on Instagram for years, and we actually reached out to them and were able to find some really cool family friendly places to take your kids to climb. So ideally not near a cliff. <laughs> um, and then low rock fall. So like grassy lakes has some good, easy spots. However, there's really bad rock fall, fall where the easiest climbs are. And they're actually really not that great to take your kids there to climb. Because you can have like, you know, fist size rocks falling down on you while you're climbing um even experienced climbers will not necessarily love going to that side of the wall just because it can be so dangerous so it's important to know that you know even if it's an easy route and it says oh it's a 5.5 you know the rating scale it might actually be quite a dangerous spot so learning that from the locals and hearing that kind of stuff is um it's important to look into and know that that's the information that you need when you're hiking or climbing with your family. Textbook that you write. <laughs> <laughs> I know I keep thinking like I'm like ah oh, like I just love climbing and I love getting into it and then it would be just so nice to have like a tool where you can like find all the good places because it is it is a it's more dangerous than hiking in my opinion like in terms of the spots you go and if you choose the wrong climbing spot um yeah I mean it's different if it's just yourself or you don't have kids but when you bring your kids like you don't I don't know I would just feel really bad if like I, I could have known a big boulder would fall on them I don't know 
Well, like you said, grassy lakes, I feel like that's one people when gravitate to so just knowing that fact that it's actually not the safest one to go with your kids is really good so yes please write this book <laughs> when did your kids start to be crowdsourced <laughs> when did your kids start rock climbing oh um i think my youngest was two maybe or one my oldest was three or four um, I mean, when I say started to rock climb, like I brought them up to a hold and they'd like hang there. Um, I remember, you know, my youngest, I think she was maybe 15 months old and she like held almost, you know, like a bar hang for like 10 seconds with like the cutest, chubbiest little face. Um, but yeah, I'd say like my oldest, she got to the top of her first climb when we were at, um, just outside of Las Vegas in Red Rock, Nash, I think it's Red Rock National Park or it's Red Rocks. And it was a super easy climb, but I mean, for her, it was like a big deal. She got all the way to the top and we were cheering. And I think she would have been only, I think that was three years ago. She would have been four or five years old. And it was just like the best experience. And it's, yeah, it was so good. But I do say like some people really push their kids when they're that, like, cause they want to see them go to the top, but we would let our kids go like a foot off the ground and they'd be like I'm so scared I'm like okay you can try it again if you want and we'd lower them and then sometimes they'd go just a little further or a little further or sometimes they'd be done and they just play in the rocks I think the key here is is the parents you need to like doing it too because for us I was like okay you don't want to go off the wall I'm going up <laughs> so then it became a thing of well if mom wants to do it I want to do it and then we sometimes fight and I have to ask them to give me a turn now <laughs> Those are two really great pieces of advice. One, to let your kids go slow and two, to set a good example for them. So thanks for sharing that. You're welcome. You guys are so, you guys are so nice. <laughs> no. One thing that I actually learned too for myself, somebody had said it to me for mountain biking. If you aren't 95% sure and there's that 5% doubt about a rock drop that's coming up. So this is just a mountain biking example, but could be used same thing for climbing. If you, and I, and I say this to my kids all the time when they'll say like, I'm scared or I'm nervous. And I'll be like, okay, then, then we'll take a break and we'll try again later. Yeah, exactly. I totally, that's exactly how we are because I just think sometimes, you know, people think kids are so fearless and in a lot of ways they are, but also kids also get nervous and they also get scared just like us. And so we need to help them work through that and give them space to think about whether they're going to do it. And then also knowing when to push them. Like I've had a few times where, you know, my oldest, she'll be all of a sudden just really scared and want to stop, but I'll know, I think you can do this one, you know, and we'll kind of talk her through to see, can you like try to keep going? We really think you can. Um, and some of those moments, like knowing when to push and when not to push is so important. But then when you do push and they do make it to the top, like when she did that time, she came down on like an adrenaline buzz. She was just like, I can't believe I did it. I'm so proud of myself. And I think that's, you know, raising strong um, kids that are just really empowered to like, you know, feel confident in themselves. Cause I think there's lots of things that push us down in life and finding ways to build us up. So it's like finding that balance between when to push and when not to. Yes. My sister-in-law and I were just talking about this and we were saying the nudge, you know, nudging them yeah. <laughs> when you know what they're capable of. And it sounds like you've found the perfect balance with that. I was just thinking when I first had my son, my oldest, I remember a group of moms talking about how they would go climbing. And then when you have children who are 
in the crawling stages or not quite moving around by themselves yet, these moms would actually take out a playpen and they always made sure there's at least three of them. So one could be climbing, one could be belaying, and one would be watching the kids in the playpen. I thought that was a genius idea. That is so genius. And those are like the friends you want to have. <laughs> like meet those friends and make those friends. And, and like, you know, I think it was, was it you, Adriana? It was like a, a thing where it was like, hey, you look like a cool person. Let's be friends. Uh, on, but I think it maybe with someone else, Adriana. I can't remember on TikTok. Oh yes, no, I'm running on TikTok, and I definitely reached out to you on there because you're doing a lot of snowboarding stuff over on TikTok. Yes, yes, <laughs> and we connected on that. I was interview. like, Adriana, like be my friend. Because <laughs> everyone's so young on there, and I'm like, there's another mom who's like outdoorsy. Thank God. <laughs> so where can people follow along with you? Yeah, so people can follow me at Born to Be Adventurous on Instagram and on Facebook, and then at Trail Collective um, on Instagram as well. Okay, that's great. Perfect. And we will go into our final questions. Annika, what piece of advice can you share to help families get outside? Can I give two, actually? Is that okay? Absolutely. <laughs> yes. We okay. love advice. That's why we're here. One is like, don't let one bad experience stop you from going out again. Because kids change so much, you change so much, and it's always worth it to try it again, um, even if you have a bad experience. And then my second piece of advice is, you know, try something new with your family, try something new yourself. Um, you never know if you'll get into a new activity together. Climbing has become one of the most fun things I enjoy with my kids. And I'm so glad I took the time to learn a new skill after having kids. I love that. That's so true. What's one of your top recommendations right now? It can be anything from an idea to a product. Yeah. So I'm going to just do a plug for myself. I hope that's okay. <laughs> but if you're hiking around the Calgary area, um, check out the Hikes for Families, a guide to the Canadian Rockies. Um, and then in May, we're coming out with Trail Collective. It's a very simple um, test version of the site, but you will be able to find trails in your area, um, especially heavily focused on Western Canada, but will expand to the rest of Canada and the States very, very soon. Annika, where's the best place for people to buy your book? Um, if you're in Calgary, the Calgary Outdoor Store um, for kids, The Great Outdoors, is a great place to buy it. You can also buy it on my website, but you do pay a little bit more for shipping. Um, Valhalla in Canmore also sells it, and then hopefully soon some new bookstores as well. I'm working on getting it into them right now. Um, All Out Kids 2 also sells it online and you get it for free shipping if you buy something over $50. So they sell a lot of outdoor gear. They're based out of Red Deer, but they're an online kid store as well. Awesome. Well, let's end with the challenge. You challenge families too. Um, I'm going to go with the climbing in. So try something new. So Whatever it is, whether it's climbing or mountain biking or hiking a different type of trail with your family, try something new outdoors. Make sure it's outdoors. <laughs> I love that. Thank you so much for sharing all this wonderful information with us today. Thank you so much for having me. You ladies are awesome. I really am. I love following along kids who explore. So thanks again for having me. Thanks for adventuring with us. Please subscribe and share your love by reviewing our podcast with five stars and follow us over at Kids Who Explore on Instagram and all other social media platforms.